I don't know. Did you ever like when you were in elementary school, just start becoming super good buds with a kid that you just never were buds with before? Yeah. Basically, you're just vibing. Yeah. Because maybe you've never been in the same class and this yeah. year you got put in the same class. And so you like have them stay the night and then you realize like we're kind of just school friends. Yeah. Like <laughs> this friendship there's friends doesn't- and there's acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> this friendship doesn't work outside of school. Like, maybe you just like listen, man. You're you're a little too weird. You know, yep. you're just way too into scabs. Scabs, <laughs> Tom. Shout out, Tom. Shout out, Tom. He's not here, but gosh, imagine the parents that were looking at Tom like, what? <laughs> you is, want this kid? This kid is tonight? bleeding all over my living room floor. <laughs> Why did you invite yeah. him over here? No, but yeah, you just like. <laughs> You're probably just a better school friend. We should keep this professional. We don't need to be spending time together outside of school. gentlemen welcome in to episode 72 do you think by episode 1000 we're going to be ranking like our favorite lisa frank folders from the 90s <laughs> we'll be digging that deep in the barrel of content. Well, yeah we'll have to be by the way sparkly dolphin number one what's <laughs> the least the least talked about things from the 90s we're going to be digging the bottom of the barrel baby 72 by the way elta's only state championship ever in basketball that's right. Yep. What a dream team. Yep. Skyhook. Willie DeMan. Wildman Willie. Shout out. Out to legend. <laughs> um, Burke, how you doing, buddy? How you been? What have you been up to? Oh, a little of this. A lot of baseball. Yeah. We are on it's the, playoff we're season, on the home, baby. We're on the home stretch. We start playoffs in five, six days here. Oh, man. It's exciting. Saw that you busted out the bike. Yep, the other went day, for a nice motorcycle ride on my Janus Halcyon 250. How many people you think listening know what a Janus is? Um, I'd say I'd say less than ten percent. Small number, <laughs> but it's a really cool motorcycle company. Made, it is sick, made in America. Janus, J A N U S. Look it up. They're sweet bikes. Where all did you go when you went riding the other day? We went up to Peterson and then to Lynn Grove. Nice. And then Sioux Rapids and then back to Alta where we had some pizza at Patio 220. Man. Great what a little day. pizza place. It was well, it was what a day. It was honestly when we were heading north, it was a little too windy for my liking. My Halcyon 250 is not a very heavy bike, so I felt like the wind was really kicking my butt. That ain't great. My friends I was with were like, yeah, you were riding at kind of a slant because I was like into the wind, like leaning into it. Once we went any direction besides north, though, it was fine. It was honestly fine. I love it. I do love that bike. It's very pretty. It's a good looking bike. Maybe that's not a good way to describe it. British racing green with gold lettering. Yeah. Green and gold. WG high, baby. Oh, man. 
Uh, heard some really exciting news today. Okay. Like, I shouted and then texted multiple Storm people. Likes getting a Taco John's again? That would be incredible. That would be so good. Taco John's and a Chick-fil-A would be sick. A Wendy's. It's never going to happen, we unfortunately. We lost Burger King. We need something. I know. Like, I like La Juanita's, but I want, like, a fast fast food Mexican. Well, like, Taco Bell or Taco John's. I want them back. That would be phenomenal. Um, Culver's would be great. Oh, Culver's and Wendy's seems like the two most feasible options. I want Culver's and Wendy's on opposite sides of the street just battling it out. And we, the consumers, would win. That would be sick. I get frustrated because I'm, I'm not a big McDonald's guy. Mm-hmm. I think they're real overrated. Especially don't like their beef. Mm-hmm. I'll eat it. But every time you go to McDonald's, it is so busy. And the line is so long. And I think all the other ones are better. And I just, I'm a straight I just, drive-through guy. I just feel like, why does McDonald's get so much? Is it just ingrained in the brains of the American public? Probably. Because it's Here, it's way down there on my fast food list. My only beef with McDonald's is they overfill your cup. Okay. So they, they hand me the drink through the window. It's so full that when I try to put my straw in, it overflows. And then I got a yep. mess on my hands. Or you got to be like... It's like, just fill it a little less. Like, on one hand, I appreciate that you're trying to give me as much beverage as possible, but it's actually leading to a mess. Yep. Had that happen at Arby's once. Pop all over the cup holder. Hated it. Pop pop in the cup holder is no good. It's nope. going to be a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite a crime scene in there. Do you ever, Do you ever grab the pop? Every single time I grab it, I'm like, because I grab from the top, I'm like, is this the time where it just drops and splatters all over the ground? It happened to me like three <laughs> weeks ago. The lid came off. I literally salvaged it, and most of the pop ran. Most of the pop spilled onto my floor mat, which was... Oh, no. That's better than the cup holder That is better than the cup though. holder. And I was just like, why? I don't even know. Th- I don't think it was McDonald's. I don't know who it was. But I was like, why aren't your lids better? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just not good. It uh, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the exciting news. Oh, yeah. What did you hear? But I had to text a lot of people in excitement, and then I was about to text you, but I was like, you know what? I'll just bring it up on the pod. What happened? So I saw it today. I did, actually, I didn't see. I heard today. I was I was listening to another podcast on the farm. Three voices that were very familiar to me okay. came into my ears during a commercial break. Uh-huh. And they started talking about how awesome TGIF was and how they didn't know each other. Then they became family, Eric, Sean, and Topanga oh. from Boy Meets World are starting a podcast at Boy Meets World weekly are they gonna like re- episode re- rewatch. They're going to talk about it, break it down, share all sorts of other stories. I'm very excited. Mr. Feeney. I, ha- the- I have episode one downloaded. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. Can't Feeney's wait. one of the all-time great TV teachers. He really is. He's up there with like Edna Krabappel from The Simpsons. <laughs> Mrs. Krabappel? <laughs> I did Feeny. not expect you to say that. Um, does Mr. Belding count? Because he was more of an administrator. Yeah. Teacher of life. Okay. Um, Mr. Feeney's the goat. Do you know what was what was Mr. Belding's first name? Was Richard. It, it's Richard. Yep. Okay. Do you know who Rod Belding is? <laughs> I'm vaguely familiar with it but not much okay rod belding was his brother on the show who was in one episode and he was like this long blonde haired cool guy 
somebody made a fake documentary about the rod belding episode <laughs> because he was supposed to take the kids river rafting and then he uh bailed on them and mr belding told the kids he had the flu and the documentary is all about did rod belding have the flu or did he really bail on those kids and my friend Frickin rod my friend casey showed it to me i think some students made it for like a college filmmaking class that's incredible I can't remember what website it's on, but if you just search Rod Belding documentary, it's actually very funny. It's, oh man, <clears throat> that reminds me of uh, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will's dad comes back into the picture, though everyone's doubting it except Will. He's all excited his dad's back. You think there's going to finally be a turning point where his dad's going to come back into his life and then Will and his dad are supposed to go to like a baseball game or something and his dad never shows up. Walks out of his life again. Yeah, that was a really poignant scene. Yeah, it's very, very sad. It's really where Uncle Phil becomes his true father figure. Yep. Big turning point. Can you think of any other good teachers from TV shows? Uh, I mean, Feeney was Feeney's a, the goat, probably, was, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, he was a real sage. Um, Mr. Turner from Say by the Bell, or not Say by the Bell, from uh, Boy Meets World. He had long yes. hair and a motorcycle. He was a pretty good guy. Yes. Um, Mr. Cooper basketball coach did yeah. he teach was anything? he not a teacher i don't know i can't remember i can't remember any like teachers from hang time or city guys i mean mr cotter from welcome back cotter from <laughs> if you're from a previous generation you'd probably say him yeah um yeah i can't think of a i think we need to break this down on a future episode i, I feel like the listeners <clears throat> might be saying like you're missing a real yeah they're screaming one. right now yeah. they're screaming right now i can't uh Feeney is by far the best. I mean, nobody was there for those kids like Feeney. Yeah, because a lot of those scenes took place in the school. Like other shows, they go to school, you might see. Well, not only that, but Feeney was their neighbor. That's true. So there were so many great conversations over the fence. Yep. Better neighbor, Feeney or Wilson? Um, That is tough. Wilson's more interesting. Feeney might have the better... Just layman, lay it to you, straight up, easy to understand advice. See, Wilson most, I don't know. I feel like Feeney was always giving wisdom to Corey or Eric, whereas Wilson was giving wisdom mostly to Tim, but also sometimes the kids. Mm-hmm. And Jill. And Jill, yeah. Boy, okay, this is a real debate, because you got Feeney, you got Wilson, you got Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> we're talking about, uh, what about Urkel? <laughs> Like great neighbors, oh, great neighbors, great TV neighbors. Man, this is a future episode. Yeah, we need to. Maybe yeah. we need to break it down there. Hall of Fame because we could TV neighbors. Yeah, and we could really dive Flanders? into it. Flanders. Flanders I mean, is Flanders just keeps giving and giving and giving of his things, even though Homer never gives them back. Yeah, he's a great Christian man, Ned Flanders. Great mustache too. One of the all-time yeah. great lip sweaters. <laughs> Guy had a great. Right. He had a great soup strainer. That's a future episode. Hall of Fame TV neighbors. Gotcha. Love it. A uh, couple questions here for you. When you eat Kramer from Seinfeld, that is a great neighbor. <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. Good pull. Give me Gibbler, man. I didn't like her. Uh, when you eat snacks, Heidi Ho Tannerinos. <laughs> yeah. So when I eat snacks, I've heard of them. Or like. Food in general, mainly just like snacks. I'm eating Cheez-Its or like some gummy bears or something. I got to I put a mouthful in, but then I got to like start counting them with my tongue and I got to divide them in half. No. Got to go like four and four on each side and nope. eat them that way. Mm-mm. Do you do you got to do you ever do that? Nope. Am I just the weirdo who does that? It's very weird. Yep. 
I'll put in like four Cheez-Its. I got to divide them two and two. I do have a, I have an adjacent thought to that. Okay. Uh, big sunflower seed guy in the summer during baseball. Love seeds. And I usually throw like a handful in my mouth before I go out to coach third base. I don't usually, I don't carry the bag on me. I don't keep that thing on me. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things is when I think I'm out of seeds in my mouth and then I find one or two tucked oh. way up. It's like Christmas. Under my lip, and it's like, oh, there's another one up there. That's a great feeling. That's always like, it's like finding a dollar in your pants yep. that you haven't worn since you washed them, and you're like, oh, yeah, free dollar. Even though it was free, you had it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know what you mean. Yeah. That is, man, that is a great feeling. I was big into dill pickle and ranch sunflower seeds in high school. I pretty much eat exclusively dill pickle. Adam, we came of age in the great flavor explosion of sunflower we seeds. We did. Barbecue. Like, I can remember when I was a kid when they first started toying around with um, nacho cheese, yeah. taco, bacon, ranch. Mm-hmm. Now they have these Takis, which our assistant coach, Devin, usually has a bag of Takis. I'm a straight dill pickle guy. I love dill pickle seeds. I don't even eat ranch seeds anymore. It, yeah, not really me. I, dill pickle. Cracked black pepper sounds like something I would like, but I don't. Yeah. I've seen these buffalo ones recently. I'm kind of intrigued, but Big is the brand. Big's dill pickle. I probably mm. have six bags of those that are like, there's like a quarter left in each. Because sometimes I'm like, I think I have about quarter of a bag left but i'm not positive i'll just buy another bag yeah you got to i don't want to be without it do not be unprepared no i had outside of my many shining qualities i was known for in high school i was i was the gum guy and the sunflower seed guy in the baseball dugout people needed seeds they found them in my bag double bubble bubblicious what kind of gum did you have oh new wrigley oh you had like sticks of spearmint yeah usually oh that's not like a baseball gum no Usually the blue Wrigley Spearmint or the green. And occasionally, if I was feeling spicy, I'd go big red. Do you remember Bubblicious? Oh, yes. It came in like a stick, but like the stick was separated into like five little squares. Yep. Bubblicious Grape. Oh. It's right up there with um, Big League Chew Grape. Big League Chew. The, I love Big League Chew. L- let, me, let me tell you something. When you throw a fat tire of big league chew <laughs> grape in your lip oh that's living that is a high that i am still chasing because <laughs> the flavor hits so hard now it's gone just as fast as it hits yep which is how they get you you got to throw another you got to throw another dip in mm. of mm-hmm. your big league chew grape <laughs> gum but that is an unbelievable flavor of i don't want to say snack but you yep. can't think of anything else that that just hits that hard so good. Yeah. Especially in the summer, man. I always tell myself when I was a kid, like, okay, I'm going to ration this bag of Big League Chew. Never, Never made it out of the second inning. Nope. You just can't get over it. They still make it? Yeah. All right. I haven't had it forever. I need to buy it. People forget, too, that Big League Chew was part of the, like, kids' tobacco craze. Like, candy cigarettes. Yeah. I didn't realize it until I got older, but I'm like... This is literally kids chewing tobacco. Yeah, it's literally red. I man. didn't even understand why it was called Big League Chew when I was a kid. Nor did I get the the point that the package was like a package of red. I didn't get yep. it at all. I just thought it was Chaw. shredded gum. <laughs> and now, like, I get it. It's yeah. my dad used to buy me candy cigarettes when I was a kid, and it had I ate like them all the, the time. 
Beef jerky chew? Like the powdered sugar type. You could puff it a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up tearing the paper off and eating the gum. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's the shredded beef jerky, which oh, also- uh, So good. The, the kids' tobacco craze of the 90s. Mm-hmm. How do we get kids to like tobacco products? I used to walk the halls with a lipper beef jerky. <laughs> Are you For serious? sure. Oh yeah. You didn't get in trouble. Nobody was questioning. No. And you chew now. Yeah. So it worked. They got gateway. you. Gateway. Gateway drug. You want to talk about a flavor high? That first, like I said, dude. That first fat tire of shredded beef jerky in yeah. your lip. Do they still make that? Yes. I want some. Okay. You and me next. I next, think next time we record, we need to have big league or chew. Just next and time we hang chew. out, we both need to put dips of big league chew <laughs> yes. or shredded beef jerky in. I honestly should quit actual tobacco and just do that. Cheaper. Yes. A lot of sugar, but still cheaper. Is there a lot of sugar in beef jerky? Probably not. Oh, and big league chew. Sodium, maybe. But it's probably healthier in the long run. <laughs> what would you think if one of your buddies pulled out a canister of shredded jerky, <laughs> but was doing that finger tap <laughs> thing, like packing it? I can't. <laughs> it just nonchalant throws it in. <laughs> and then offered you a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I live for that stuff. It was so good. I forgot how much the 90s tried to get us to be like little, the 90s was little the best. pretend tobacco users. Man, the best. Seeds with like a big styrofoam cup in the car is a oh, great, yeah. great road trip move. That's what I'm doing. Gives you something to do while you drive. Like having a podcast on while you're just working some seeds, mm. spitting them into a paper cup. Yeah. Amen. Too yeah. good. I I don't really eat seeds outside of baseball season that's weird yeah i can imagine that one summer and the two just go together one summer in college i lost a bunch of weight i was i was running but i also was working construction with my dad or carpentry with my dad and i pretty much lived on red bull sunflower seeds and gatorade lemonade like i wasn't that hungry because i was eating sunflower seeds like all day so it always felt like well I, I am eating sort of all day. Yeah. I like seeds because it's something to do and it's food. Yep. It's like a, it's like a, it's an activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wish I could eat them inside more. Well, I need the big cups. Go on Amazon, buy yourself some styrofoam cups and just seeds all day. Yeah. All day or day. It is sucks when you get one of those stems in there or whatever it is. Yep. Not great. And it's got a concentration of dill pickle flavoring on it. And you're like, ugh, got to get it out of your mouth as fast as humanly possible. Oh, man. Speaking of the 90s and how awesome they were, uh, we were we were kids in school in the 90s. And so what better thing to talk about than our favorite days in school growing up? I saw this posted on social media and obviously think... You know, we're two of the most qualified people on earth, probably, to talk about it. We both went to school. We both went to school. We're qualified. We passed the test. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the best days. Uh, I'm really excited to hear your list. You'll probably laugh at a couple of mine. I might run off a couple things from the list I saw um, on the old tweet or two. Uh, I'll start off with one. Okay. Grandparents Day. Did you guys do that? I, no, I do not remember ever doing Grandparents oh. Day. They have it here at our kids' elementary They still school. do it? Yeah. It's, we, they call it Special Friends Day because uh, some people don't have grandparents anymore. Or yeah, that makes sense. Nearby. So. Yeah, we did Grandparents Day. I loved loved having my grandmas come to school and hang out. You knew that the rules were going to be a little more lenient that day. Although there was times when I had I saw some grandparents have to scold their grandkid in the in school while... 
the grandkid was being mean to another kid or getting mouthy. Or putting a that was fat always... wad of big league chewing <laughs> in class. That was always really uncomfortable. I do not like awkward moments. Yeah. Who? I didn't I didn't like having to witness that. The rarely seen but devastating grandparent scold. Ma'am. Yeah. I'll never I it happened to me maybe 3 times in my life and I remember all 3. Yeah, I only got scolded by a grandparent once in my whole life and it was so weird. It's cuz I opened a curtain at my grandparents' house and didn't close it and my grandpa like My grandpa was the sweetest guy. It was like the one time he seemed genuinely annoyed like, "Hey, close that curtain." And I was like, "Whoa. Grandpa." <laughs> You've never been riled up about anything. This oh. Must have caught him on a bad Dude, day. Quite possibly the worst I've ever felt in my life was my mom's from Spirit Lake. We were at my mom's house, um, hanging out at her house on the lake in Spirit Lake. And I remember I was just, I had some years there where I just wasn't a well-behaved kid. And I was getting after my sister. And we were sister fighting. Sister is older or younger? Two years older. Okay. And usually it was my fault. When we were fighting, and I remember we were, were you just, guys fighting over who's the best figure skater, <laughs> Michelle Kwan or Tara Lipinski? Yeah, okay. Those were some big debates in the Pedersen house, <laughs> and I just remember my grandma getting really upset with us. She couldn't take it anymore, and then she like got emotional and started to cry because she just wanted us to get along and be happy that we were hanging out with her. I felt terrible. You should. The sweetest. You made lady, your grandma cry. The sweetest lady on earth. I made her cry, and I just had to like. I don't know what I did, but I feel like I probably should have just sat outside and stared off at the lake for a while and really pondered what kind of human I was. Who makes their grandma cry? That's terrible. That's really bad. It's a horrible feeling. You are on par with the true monsters of the 20th century. <laughs> Luckily, things worked out. There's going to be like a documentary eight. made about you, and it's going to be like a video of you walking on the farm, and you're like, he was just an average farmer. <laughs> Who made his grandmother cry? And then the, it's going to turn into like a, the, a negative image, you know, where the colors are reversed. <laughs> yeah. That's how we know you're bad. It's going to show me like picking up a frog and throwing it across the yard while I'm outside. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, Elta. Has anybody ever told you about Parkway? You ever heard about it here in your conversations with the Elta folk? Not even a little bit. Uh, great restaurant on the east side of Elta. Just wonderful broasted chicken on and quarter pound. All side? Yep. Like over by the fire station? Where the chiropractor office is. Used to be a restaurant. Oh. And they had the greatest quarter pound all beef hot dogs and roasted chicken. So grandparents day. Got to hang out with my grandparents at school. We'd go there for lunch. Just it, a great day. They let you leave school for lunch? They let your grandparents take you to lunch if you wanted. If they wanted to. Oh, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. What's a, what's a broaster? What's broasted? You know, chicken? I've never really figured out what it is. Yeah, tasted good. Is it a it proprietary? Definitely it definitely did is not it a have proprietary like, method of cooking chicken. It cooks it and it gives the skin kind of like that leathery feel, but it doesn't make it crispy. Oh, why would you want? Do but you I don't want crispy skin. I mean, fried chicken is obviously the goat. Yeah, but I can't. I don't know. You a giblets guy? We need to figure that out. <laughs> I've had them. <laughs> They're not my preferred. <laughs> Choice of chicken. Uh, giblets or gizzards? What are you preferring? To? I'm definitely going to go gizzards. Okay. Fried gizzards. Oh, man. Um, how about you? Give me one of yours. You might even have some from like, you're a teacher now. Maybe you'll have some from now. Well, I think mostly of elementary days. Sure. 
the giant inflatable um, constellation dome. Dude. <laughs> I they forgot about that. that. And you get to crawl in there and lay on the floor while somebody shows you the big dip. That was amazing. <laughs> and then there's like, they'll, they'll, they'll like highlight like, like literally two stars and they'll be like, and that's Hercules yes. riding a chariot. You're like, it's two stars. Like, boy, we're really reaching here on these constellations. Why can't we just say it's Orion's stick? How did I forget that? I don't know. It was so cool. I remember you like had to like crawl into it, right? To get into it? Yes. Man. Wow. Stuff like that is awesome. I love like going into like enclosed spaces like a fort kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm like super claustrophobic, but st- some weird things like that like don't I don't know. That I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot. It was in our cafeteria, I feel like. We crawl in there. Big. Yep. I think they're still bringing that around. How do you make that? Uh, I think it's an inflatable thing and a projector. Yeah. Impressive. So that's my that's one of my days. What about you? Uh, another one for me, big one, uh, football game day. Like just any Friday? Yeah, any Friday. Man, but specifically even better during football season. I don't know what it was. You just didn't care about anything going on that day. You're thinking about the game, hanging out. I felt like things were maybe a little looser, more lenient. I don't know. Something about that football game day. Yeah. It maybe does. I was just excited to go hit people. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you were in high school? Yeah, in high school. That oh, was okay. one of mine when I was in high school. Yeah, some of mine are from high school. Mine's not like – my next one's not like an official school day. It's any Friday where you're going to be staying the night at your buddy's house. And oh. that means like you have a note to ride his bus route home after school. Fantastic. And you just feel like you're a tourist. on the You're on a new bus route. And all the kids are like, who's this kid? <laughs> he never rides our bus. You learn and a bunch of new crude things from these other kids. Yeah, you're like <laughs> – Oh, on my bus, we don't talk about that. Um, but it's not how things work on number 11. Maybe that's how it works on number eight. Listen, number 11. I'm a big deal on number eight. You guys have to understand that. I'm a big deal. I know over here I seem like small potatoes. Um, it's staying the night at your buddy's house when it's like you're in elementary and it's a football game day and you're like going to go to the game with his parents. Yeah. And um, we would. We would plan all these things that there was just never enough time for. It was like, okay, I'm going to bring these five PlayStation games, these three movies. We're going to get pizza. We're going to play Manhunt. We're going to, in the dark, we're going to call these girls on the phone. And it's like, you have packed two weeks worth of activities. Can't be done in 24 hours. (laughs) No, but then you might play a little game of press your luck and see if you can get your parents to agree to a second night. But then that brings in the whole awkward thing of like, well, their family goes to a different church and you're going to yep. stay Saturday night. Are you going to go with them? Did you even pack church clothes? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then, man. Yeah, yeah, that was always a, a little dicey dance trying to figure that out. And you, when the time starts, so if my mom was like, I'm going to pick you up at two o'clock on Saturday. You start getting close to two o'clock and you and your friend are like, okay, how do we try to extend this? What's the angle we play? Do we talk to your mom first? My mom? Okay, we'll talk to your mom and hopefully she, she'll say she doesn't care because then we can tell my mom, hey, Adam's mom says she doesn't care if you don't care. Mm-hmm. And you try to make them feel like the bad one for yep. saying no. Playing the game. 
And then sometimes your parents would be like, no, because we have to go to your cousin's baptism. It's like, oh, dang, I totally forgot about that. Stupid cousin. But every once in a while, you would felt like you hit the jackpot and they would say, yeah, you can stay another night. And then it was like, man, we're going to knock off so much more from this to do list we had. That is a that is a rush when you get that second night, both both either one night or two in general. There's something about. When you get Man. when you get that yes answer, yeah, it just feels like a world of possibilities opens yep. up. And, and then uh, how depressing is that? Like the net the the last day of the hang, you wake up, you know, like it's all over. Soon, I got to go back home, back to my mundane life. How what, about, what an adventure we had! How about this one? When <laughs> okay, this is going to sound really weird. You bring it I, because I've never had a one night stand ever. Yep, right, but. When you kind of wake up the next day and you look at the person and you're like, this seems like a way worse idea yeah. than it was the night before. When you invite a friend over to stay the night for the first time and you think you're going to be like super tight buds. And as the night goes on, you realize more and more they're not a good hang at all. <laughs> and the next day, you're just trying to get them out of your house and you're like, this is never happening again. Like we're actually not that good of friends. Yeah. And tough night. Yeah, tough feels, night. It feels kind of like a wasted weekend. And then maybe they, your buddy throws out like a, hey, maybe we should see if we can go like a second night. And you're just like, nah, I got some stuff. Like, <laughs> I told my parents my fam- pick my up family's, some sticks. My family, yeah, my dad needs me to pick up rocks in the field. <laughs> I mean, that didn't happen very often, but there was times where like, I don't know. Did you ever like when you were in elementary school, just start becoming super good buds with a kid that you just never were buds with before? Yeah. Basically, you're just vibing. Yeah. Because maybe you've never been in the same class, and this yeah. year you got put in the same class. And so you like have them stay the night, and then you realize like we're kind of just school friends. Yeah. Like <laughs> this friendship there's friends doesn't. And there's acquaintances. <laughs> this, friend, <laughs> this friendship doesn't work outside of school. <laughs> like maybe you just like listen, man. You're you're a little too weird. You know, yep. you're just way too into scabs. <laughs> scabs. Tom. Shout out Tom. Shout out Tom. He's not here, but gosh, imagine the parents that were looking at Tom like what <laughs> you is, want this kid to this stay kid tonight? is bleeding all over my living room floor. <laughs> Why did you invite yeah. him over here? No, but yeah, you just like <laughs> you're probably just a better school friend. We should keep this professional. <laughs> we don't need to be spending time together outside of school. But man, oh, what, what a rush when you find that friend that yeah. you're like, all right, actually, you're 10 times more fun outside of school. This is awesome. And for that whole school, you're like, this is my go-to hang, uh, the person I'm probably yeah, going to invite over. Man. But when I look back through my years, I definitely like hung out with different kids more or less depending on the year. For sure. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah, fifth grade. That's when me and so-and-so were super tight. And like mm-hmm. we hung out a lot outside of school, went to each other's houses a lot. Yep. Yeah, I had a yeah before I became friends with like my core friend group from high school. Now that I'm still really close with, uh, I hung out in some rougher circles. You could say when I was younger, I don't think my parents were a big fan, but they were nice. They let it happen. But I got sent. I don't know. Have you? I got sent home. I think twice from, from a sleepover from a sleepover. Ooh, that has never for happened being to bad me. Bad kid. Never happened to me. Once. I was a good kid. Once I got sent home by their parents. I can't remember if we were both getting in trouble together and they sent me home or if they got mad at their own kid. One time my dad showed up. I was going to say how did your parents handle the, getting sent home? 
Uh, they were not happy with me. No. One time, my parents showed up at the friend's house because uh, I lied about a grade. I got a report card, and then the report card came in the mail. I thought I could get through the weekend and then deal with it. You're so dumb. Came in the mail, and they saw my terrible grades. You and I are like totally different people. Came and picked me up. Let, they were hot. Let me tell you a story about young Ryan. I'm telling you what. There's some people in my life right now that are really glad I turned my life around. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about young Ryan that will show you how different you and I were. Okay. Um, middle school, at I think one of my brother's sporting events or something, me and my friend Eric get the idea I should go to his house and stay the night. Yeah. It's Friday. I got a detention that day at school. Oh, no. And I got detentions at school for one reason, talking too much. <laughs> not being disrespectful, not talking back to teachers, just would not stop joking around in the back of the classroom yeah. with my buddies. Just harmless. Yeah. I mean, I got to follow the rules. I wasn't in sure. the, I was I was wrong, but I wasn't like dropping F bombs or anything like that. Um so I got a detention that Friday and the way the school was was they would mail it home. So I knew it wasn't going to get there till Monday at the earliest, probably Tuesday. So we go over to our moms who are sitting by each other. Shout out Judy. Yeah. And Linda. Man. And I said to my mom, those Linda, are just <laughs> such good mom days. I said to my mom, Linda, I go, Hey, Eric wants to know if I can stay the night. And Judy says, that's fine with me. And before my mom could answer, I said, but before you answer, I just want you to know I got a detention today at school. So if you want to say no, because of that, I understand. But man, you're a good kid. I said, you're going to find out anyway, because it's going to show up in the mail. And my mom said, well, because you were honest, you can go. Man. And I learned from a very early age. What Bear Bryant of Alabama said, <laughs> don't run and hide. They're going to find you anyway, man. So simple, but true. I learned life will be better if I just come clean. And my mom said, you're honest. You can go. Thank you. That's a great story. Don't get detentions anymore. Our, uh, our pastor, you and I have the same pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, sit, I remember sitting around like a year ago at church. It was him. And another uh, friend of his, of mine and his son, our pastor's son, were hit, were uh, sitting around talking, talking about how us kids back in the day, funny stories and stuff. And our pastor looked at me because I used to be at his house all the time hanging out. And he patted me on the leg and looked at everyone else. He goes, but Adam's definitely made the best changes. And we're all thankful for that. Because <laughs> I used to not be the greatest. Were you a kid that other parents were like, I don't want you hanging out with that Pedersen kid? I don't know. I don't think so, but what maybe. What kind of trouble were you getting into? Was it like serious stuff? No, not serious. We were just dumb. Like an example was I had a kid over once and we were hiding in the app, hiding in the ditch with a We picked a bunch of apples from the apple tree and we were throwing them at cars as they went by. Terrible. Yeah. Completely terrible. And one car came flying by. We chucked one out of the ditch, hit the car right in the windshield. We go running into the house and then we turn around and see the car has come back and pulled into the driveway. Guy gets out, absolutely jacked out of his mind, like in f- like like ripped, ripped in full army attire, was like some army guy, <laughs> recruiter guy driving wherever he was going, and he told us what happened. And my mom answered the door, and she, like he told her, and she looked back, and yeah, we had to we had to own up to it. And buddy got sent home. I got in trouble. Just I liked getting in. I liked getting in. I was mischievous. Me and. Some teachers at school this year were joking around about sometimes in education, we develop these charts charts that deal with varying levels of student behavior. Sure. 
ranging from um, pretty innocuous stuff to very serious yeah. behavior. And sometimes in education, you see these things posted in teachers' lounges or maybe the school makes a decision that this year we're gonna, all going to use this, this language and this verbiage to describe student behavior so that we're all on the same page. And uh, we came up with like a homeland security type <laughs> uh, spectrum of behavior. This was mostly me, but I this of was, course it was conversations here with some from my buddies at school, some of my teacher friends. Your most simple, pretty um, innocuous behavior is just joshing around. Just joshing. And the color is glacier freeze. <laughs> so you could say we've got some glacier freeze behavior happening in the hallway. Just joshing around. Next, you've got the next level of seriousness is horseplay, and that is cool ranch color. <laughs> After horseplay, <laughs> now you're getting into tomfoolery, and that is midnight blast. <laughs> Working up the severity uh, from tomfoolery, you now have shenanigans, and that is green machine. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, the next level of seriousness after shenanigans is a dust up. And that is dust up. that is key lime. We've got some <laughs> key lime behavior happening in the cafeteria. A dust up. <laughs> the next level up after dust up is brouhaha. <laughs> and that is lemon twist. <laughs> <laughs> and then after brouhaha, you're getting into some real serious territory. The next one is a barn burner. Mm, not and good. that is tangerine dream. <laughs> not good. And lastly, the most serious type of student misbehavior is a slobber knocker. And that is cherry blossom. That's fantastic. So would you say your behavior that day throwing apples was where on the spectrum from joshing around to slobber knocker? What was what was behind slobber knocker? Barn burner, brouhaha, dust up, shenanigans, Mm. tomfoolery, horseplay. See, I think it's shenanigans. I think what you were participating in was shenanigans. Yeah, it's it's definitely not slobber knocker. knocker would be an all out fist fight. Yeah. Like in the cafeteria, like punches being thrown. Yeah. Whereas joshing around would be just kind of joking yeah, around. Maybe went a little fun. too far. Um, just have some fun. Horseplay might yeah. be uh, sticking your finger in your buddy's ear as you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> I hated wet willies so much. Tomfoolery. Now we're getting into wedgie territory. Yeah. Shenanigans might be a spit wad. Yeah. But anyway, if we could all just use this terminology. I think we need to make that I think we go could, viral. Right. Sort of... Uh, you know, like the Homeland Security yep. chart. If we were all using the same verbiage. Yeah. Oh, man. Need- yeah. Needless to say, I'm thankful for uh, for the positive changes I've made in my life. Um, the world's a better place because I decided to stop being less scummy. <laughs> Can I list my next favorite day at school? I would love to hear it. It's the book fair. The book fair. 20 bucks. The Scholastic book fair. Yep. And I always had these dreams that I was going to get all my Christmas shopping done. <laughs> At the book fair? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're always like, okay, well, I'll get my mom this unicorn <laughs> eraser. Um, I'll get my dad this tape measure. You know, they might have a little kid's tape measure. Oh, Lord. My older brother, I'm going to get this Shaquille O'Neal poster. <laughs> Did you ever try to get Man, your Christmas shopping posters. done at book fairs? I cannot say that I did, <laughs> but I will say the posters is what I lived for at the book fair. Well, I lived for the books because I was a big Goosebumps, Boxcar Children, yep. um, E.L. Konigsberg from the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. What a great book. I've never heard of that. What? The kids stay, stay the night in the museum? Oh, it's so good. 
Adam is getting out a pen and paper. He is writing things down. Yeah, I'm going to write our list so I can post them on oh, okay. social media. Love the book fair. Um, the book fair was like the live action version of the book order. Now I can touch and see the items <laughs> instead of just circling them in a pamphlet that I was going to beg my parents to buy. And then it didn't it. I mean, I know we lived in a different time and place, but didn't it feel like the book order took forever to come in? Oh, 100%. Was it the Pony Express? What were they doing back then? Amazon can get that stuff to my house in a day now. Back then it was like, hey, when's my Goosebump book coming? And the teacher's like, well, I put the book order in last week, so it's going to be about four weeks. And you're like, what? It was That's like the prime, too. Like The 90s was the prime of USPS. Come on, people. You know together. they had all those goosebump books in a warehouse. There's why did it take four weeks? Yep. I don't know. Sorry. Love, I love the book fair. All right. And as a voracious reader as a kid, I was all about it. I love to get the at the book fair, um, the book that had all the athletes' mailing addresses in it. So you could send them fan mail. For sure. Did you I, ever get anything back? Um, I think so. I think I sent John Elway something. Because I was a big John, I was always like, "Oh, this is John Elway's mailing address," but it was really just the stadium. Yeah, you just put care of John Elway, <clears throat> and then some media intern would just put a pre-stamped autographed yep. picture in an envelope. Yep. But it was always like addresses of the stars. Ma'am, I don't. I just don't remember much except the posters. Wasn't a big reader, but I do have some books that were absolute. Knockout home runs. That I, Where's I was, Waldo? Uh, I mean, I did look at those, <laughs> but on a future episode, we might. We I think we're going to talk books, and I'll share them with you. Okay. I think you. I, I. I'd be surprised if you haven't read them. Okay. Put a pen. I'll ask you off air. Okay. Uh, my next hey, day. Hey, mouth it to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> my next day. Adam is mouthing Babysitters Club. That's what he's mouthing to me right. now. I'm not gonna lie, I might have read the back of one or two of them in my sister in my sister's room. Yeah. I didn't I had brothers, so we didn't have those. Uh big one for me. The first and the last day of school. Huge. Which Loved. one did you like more? Pick one. Probably the first. Why? I'm probably the opposite of a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, last day of school is great. Going into summer, I'm gonna be bailing hay and playing baseball all summer. One I hated, one I loved. But and just hanging out, playing cards and games with the boys. But that first day of school, I'm a socialite. I love. You probably felt like you had been like in social confinement on the farm all summer, and now you were ready to mix it up and mingle and especially before I could drive. Oh yeah, because I'm not going to be asking my parents. Once I had my license, I drove every single day to go do something with friends. But I wasn't going to ask my parents every single day when I was little. Are you like me, where like the whole summer? You like barely saw any of the girls in your grade? Almost none. And so you were really pumped the first day of school to Almost be like, none. let's catch up with Stacy. Yep. Let's catch up with Shay and oh, Casey. I couldn't wait to just be around yeah. 200 people every day. You are a social buddy. Hanging out too. with the peeps. I saw like some of my buddies during the summer, but like the girls, I mean, rarely. Yep. It was always weird to see them because like back then, no girl was going to be like, hey, do you want to come over and play? Like, yeah. No. Like, you just, I, first off, I live in the country. Yep. I was playing my little league schedule. Other <laughs> than that, like, I barely saw some of my guy friends. Yep. I mean, that was even 
a little few and farther between. And the girls was like, boy, you haven't been on my radar for three months. Now you're back in my life. And all the all the changes that happened over the summer and people, some people grew. Some people Some people came back with a new haircut. New haircut. Or they their be- mom let them bleach their hair or something. Exactly. Let them bleach their bowl cut. Some of the girls' teeth got straighter. They became more attractive. <laughs> you never knew. You never knew what someone was going to look like. Someone. Some people really went through a metamorphosis. Yeah. Some people had a, that summer glow up. I've Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you and I got a little bit taller and <laughs> yeah. some of the baby fat started to melt away a mm-hmm. little bit. I had a big... Or uh, if you're me, you show up and you're like... How come all the guys are five inches taller than me now? This sucks. <laughs> I had a uh, man. I'm going to save that for another point. I'm going to make here later in this a year. But boy, you that know what first I loved day about first day of school was great. What I loved about first day of school was wearing all my new clothes. Oh yeah, because my mom would take us school shopping. New shoes, new shorts. Except we were not allowed to wear them until school started. Yep, so I had to same. keep my new shoes in the shoe box under my bed. And torture. Just, I remember I had some voits that lit up, some black voit, a V-O-I-T. I don't know if you remember that shoe. I brand. don't. Um, I remember light-up and shoes. And they lit up, and like how pumped I was, first day of school, wearing the voits. Also, my mom did my hair like almost every day before elementary school. She put a little mousse in it, comb it over. <laughs> like I was the kid who had like perfect hair in place at school guy. Um, I liked dressing well. And I just like that first day of school, like your backpack's new, your pencil, your NFL pencils haven't been sharpened yet. Oh, yeah. You got your Grant Hill Trapper Keeper in your backpack, and you're just ready to take on the world. Ready to take on the world. Man, I, uh, the hair, when I discovered gel, Mm -hmm. my hair, I put way too much of it and way too much hairspray. And that hair was rock solid. <laughs> I was the kid that, that everyone knew as helmet to head. an F four. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't do anything with it. I just went like straight down, pointy with it. Could have just <laughs> woodpeckered someone like right in the forehead. Did you ever? Were you ever that kid that came back from summer and you had glasses? Now, no, that never, never always, have worn them. I remember like tough break for that kid though. No way. I remember like wanting glasses. Really? Oh, yeah. It's like another accessory. I didn't like, want them. Hey, check it out. I'm Mr. Brainiac today. Oh, we're <laughs> playing sports. Watch me take these glasses off. I <laughs> From Urkel like, to Stefan. Well, I remember wanting to. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> I remember wanting to almost purposely mess up my eye exam so they'd tell me I need glasses. <laughs> so weird. Because I remember at one point, like one of the popular boys in my class got glasses and then suddenly we're all like. I want glasses too. Meanwhile, the kid that's had them since kindergarten's like, "Hey, I've had these the whole time. Yeah. It's just once a cool kid got them, now you all want them." It's cruel how that works out. Yeah, some kids got hosed. Um, first day of school was awesome. Just <clears throat> it was getting on the bus and you knew you had eight months to eight and a half months of just always being around people. It was the best. Yeah, I I was social too. I liked the social aspect of school. Um. How about the day you got – we called it school topics. It was like the school newsletter. Yeah. How about the day in early August when you got the school topics that had your class in it? Yeah. Because like at my school, it was big enough that there was like every grade there was two classes. Yep. Same. And you were like wanted to know who was your teacher and who was in your class. Super big bummer when your best friend's not in your class. Big time bummer. But also big time rush when your crush is in your class. Yes. Would rather have the crush than the best friend. Because then you knew like – I got eight months to try to yep. lay the groundwork here. But don't wait too long. Some other guy might move in. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I do remember feeling like the kids in the other class were like, I don't know, man. They were like, you just didn't see them as much. And they were like in another country for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's always like, like in third grade, it's like, I'm in Mrs. Carlson's class. What even happens in Mrs. Smizer's class? <laughs> like you guys are living a totally different life over there. And we'd see them at recess. Third world country over there. It's just like another dimension. Did you ever feel that way about the other class? Yeah. And we would have, uh, yeah, we, and we would have like class, uh, class wars at recess and stuff like that. And it almost sometimes it turned into rivalry. Like, oh, just because you guys are a different territory now, we don't like you for a little while. And they'd make us sit by our class at lunch. Yeah. It's like, we can't mix a little bit. Like, yeah. we're all in the same grade. Why do you keep us so separated? Yeah. Let us Didn't make a lot of buddies. sense. Now, it's probably because Weird. we were rowdy or something. Probably. Now that I'm a teacher, I. Who chooses that? The classes? Yeah, the teachers choose that. Is it like a fantasy draft? Do they? (laughs) Yeah, I do think the teachers. They try to like split it up by like this. Like I I would guess. I've never thought of that till now. Oh, I'm sure. Like I'm sure they sit around and they go. These two kids cannot be together. Adam and Tom cannot be together. You got to split them up. They're way too rowdy. Bad. Or it's like I'll take this kid if you take that kid. Yeah. I don't know. They're trading us. Honestly, I work in a school. like we're playing cards. I work in a school, and I don't know the real answer. I don't know how they divide it up. I'm sure they try to divide up somewhat evenly, though, boys and girls. Yep. Um, I would guess if, like, me and another kid talked nonstop to each other and were always causing problems, like, they're going to talk to the teachers from their previous grade, Mm -hmm. and they're going to say, like, don't let Ryan and this kid be together. Mm -hmm. That only makes sense, right? Yeah. That's what you would think. Why wouldn't you use your intel that way? Yeah. If you know these two kids are a problem together. Yep. But I felt like for the longest time, I didn't get to be in the same class as some of my best friends. And that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, and I was, I was really good about playing the game and being nice to the kids that could help me with my homework and get better grades for sure. <laughs> once again, we are totally different people. <laughs> I remember calling, calling my buddies once we see the school topics, like, do you see we're in the same class? This is going to be awesome. <laughs> this is going to be the best year ever. Oh man, you got another one? Um, yeah, hot ham and cheese day. Whenever they served hot ham and cheese, man, that's just a throwback <laughs> to a previous episode. Um, the last day of school was. I'm a very nostalgic person. It always felt weird closing the door on another grade. Same, especially like the last day of fifth grade when we were going to go to a different town and like join the middle school. It felt really weird to be like, wow, elementary school. I'm like, I'm never going to come back to this school again. This is so weird. Yeah. Went from being the oldest to oh, not, sixth grade to for me. I'm going to be the youngest. Um, I'm trying to think of like days where we had school assemblies. Once a month in elementary school, we'd have an assembly and teachers would give out awards and you would get recognized for your good behavior. That was always kind of fun. I looked forward to the assembly days. Um, I tell you what, can I tell you what one of my least favorite days was? Bring it. In high school, when we had to watch the drunk driving vid- assembly video with like actual car accident footage yeah. and blood and what? Not good. Oh, scared the crap out of me. Not Made me good. like, I don't ever want to drive. Yeah. I was always like, this is so traumatized. We don't really do that anymore. I can't, I, I've never participated in one of those mm-hmm. as a teacher. Like, we've done some drunk driving crash simulations, but that's all staged with like the local sheriff's department to try to yeah. get the point across. We literally had to watch a video with actual car accident, like like scene footage. That's dramatic. It was traumatizing. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me. 
I hated that day. No Man. thanks. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I got a, I got a couple other here. Every day during Homecoming Week, Homecoming Week freaking rocked. It's different now than it was when I was in high school. I know we had, we had different themes every day, class competitions, and then every single night for that whole week, our class would get together at one of the designated farms of one of the farm kids in the area, build the float, practice the lip sync. It's way different now. Hang out. Homecoming week was the bomb. There's way less out of school activity. Ah, that frustrates like, me. Nobody's getting together for bonfires. That sucks. We basically have shortened it all to one day of planning a float and any sort of activity. That's it's like, a bummer. It took us like three days to build that float. Yeah. And perfect our lip sync. Our class took homecoming week really seriously. My class was three time homecoming champ. No big deal. Just Sharon. There's dress up <laughs> days every day, but I think they're pretty the pretty much the same every year now. Um, That's pa- too bad. Pajama day, jersey day. Twin day. Uh, even that doesn't happen very much anymore. Hmm. Um, Homecoming was awesome. And like we, we've boiled all of the like out of class activities pretty much down to one day. We just take one day and we build a float, practice your lip sync, and that's it. Yeah, we would get out at like t- like 2.30 every day or 2.15 because then the last like hour of the day or whatever was like class competitions in the gym. Pie eating contests we or do do tug a, of war we do do or volleyball. A, we do a day. Of, there's like a, a, a get together in the gym one of the days where we do that stuff. I'm actually very passionate that my high school did homecoming week on the proper schedule. Yeah. Now, I realize this is totally biased based off Share of it. what your high school did. but <clears throat> So the Friday before homecoming week is when we did all of the decorating and everything. So we had pillars in our high school that you, each class would paint. We had a section of the parking lot you would paint. You would build the float. But then you had all weekend to work on the float if you needed to because the, the homecoming parade and coronation was on Monday. Of the start of homecoming week? Yes. Well, that's different. And you would find out who was homecoming king and queen because then they were homecoming king and queen for the entire week of homecoming. Instead of doing it on Friday night, you do it on Friday of homecoming. People are like, yay. And then like by Monday, it's like, well, we're back to normal. It's school. Hmm. I never and thought of it Everybody that forgets about it because it's like the end of homecoming. Where at my high school, you were king and queen for the whole week of festivities. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So like when you went to the football game that Friday, you were already the king and you were there. Like my brother, both my brothers were homecoming king. So like I remember my oldest brother walking into the football game. He had his crown on like. He was like a celebrity that night. He, was <laughs> all, he wasn't on the football team, my oldest brother, but he was homecoming king at the game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's how we did it. That's kind of cool. I, I like the big Monday thing. And then you have all week to enjoy the festivities. Sure. Good deal. I've never heard of it done that way before. I think everybody's but probably biased towards whatever way their school did it. But Yeah. I guess as, as long as you just have a good, fun week full of... Activity. Yeah, I wish the kids today got more, but Monday football practice what it is. was awesome too because it was short. Yeah. We knew we were gonna have a light practice because then we all had to shower, get our jerseys on, and go get on the football float. Yep. And all the senior candidates had to go get their suits on. Yep. It just felt like everybody was there. It really yeah. did. Yep. Big community thing. 
Uh, my favorite lip sync we did was we always had good class involvement, but there were some of us that were just a little more coordinated or talented than some, some maybe. And uh, me and four other, me and three other guys learned one of the dances to uh, a Temptation song and lip synced the Temptations temptation while we wore leisure suits. What was the song? Um, I don't remember. It really stuck with you. I can tell. Once I, I will play it after this and instantly <laughs> know it. But and we wore leisure suits. One of my buddies, uh, his uncle had like fifteen leisure suits from the seventies mm-hmm. in his closet. Yep. And so we picked out leisure suits, wore them. I broke the button off of one of his jackets. Felt bad. Um, but we wore those and did like the dance to it. It was awesome. Brought the house down. I don't remember ever participating in the class skit. I don't know why. I, oh, I remember yeah. always just watching it. I figured you'd be a good skitter. You know, I was on the improv team for youth group, and I did one year of speech in high school. I did improv, but I don't know. I I enjoyed watching them. Sure. I think every year, you know, because you had to join one of the things. Like you could be on, you could make the float, or do the skit, or paint the pillars. I think I always painted the pillars. Sure. I like I like the painting part of it. I guess. One thing I regret is not holding on to those tapes. Because we had the camcorder, and he had to take the little square tape from the camcorder and put it into the big VCR tape to play it and yep. watch it. Yep. I wish I would have held on to those and then had them made into DVDs. Couldn't even tell you where they are now. They're not lo- f- your parents don't have them? I'd lo- they're probably somewhere at the farm. I'd love to go back and watch that, though. Dig it up. That'd be fun. It'd be really fun. Uh, another day here. Last day before Christmas break. Always a great time. I more more it- specifically for me when I was in high school. Why? Because I knew that I was going to be driving to a friend's house, or they were coming up to mine, and we are going to play the card game 500 nonstop over Christmas break. Me and my buddies love playing cards, like old I, like old people card games, Trump games. Yeah, we didn't... Loved it. Wasn't a big card guy. Um, or, play, or we would play college basketball tournaments on the college basketball PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. We'd set up like a 32-team tournament and actually play the whole thing. It was awesome. I liked any of the elementary holiday party days because we always had like a Valentine's Day party, a Christmas party. Oh, Valentine's was great. A Halloween party. Like candy. It was always like I felt like the teachers gave us some busy work until like 2 p.m. And then about 2 p.m. was like from now until the end of school, it's our Halloween party. Yeah. Or whatever. And they'd let us put our costumes on and. Or the Valentine's Day party, and like we everybody made their Valentine's Day box. Oh, and yeah. We'd walk around. I always had like NFL or Ninja Turtle Valentines. Yeah. I remember really, really thinking hard about who I gave. I was, I was like, okay, my friend Andy likes the Dolphins, so he's going to get the Dan Marino Valentine. <laughs> my friend Lucas likes the Chiefs, so he'll get the Joe Montana one. But then, like, for the girl I liked, like, do I give her Marshall Falk <laughs> or like Andre Risen? Like, what says, what NFL player says, I'm into you. <laughs> you got to give her Bad Moon Rising. Meanwhile, it doesn't matter what I give her. She ain't getting that message from an NFL yeah. Valentine. Like, <laughs> I'll give her like the Ben Coates, New England tight end, like, you're a great catch Valentine <laughs> and hope she gets the point. <laughs> Did your irrational little elementary brain like mine, like, think, like, get really excited when the girls would drop off the Valentines for you and you're like, oh, okay, for sure she likes me. <laughs> Not I mean, just like thinking, not just like through your head realizing that just every girl in your class gave you one. Well, because every kid was required to give <laughs> yeah. every other kid a Valentine. Yeah, but you're reading them like, oh, she gave me this one. Yeah, she likes me for sure. 
Totally I'm trying did. to think of what, what the girls would have been giving out. If we were giving out NFL Valentines. Little bags of M&Ms, maybe? Or no, little, those like, little hearts? What would, a, what would like the equivalent have been? Oh. Like, I'm so dumb, I don't even know what Jeez. girls were into Barbie, back then. I don't know. Figure skaters? <laughs> <laughs> Once and for all, Adam. You're the only one who was into figure skating. Nobody else was into it. The rest of us only cared for like four days during the Winter Olympics yep. every four years. Cabbage Patch? That's too young. Hmm. Cabbage Patch is like a toddler thing. Polly Pocket? Yeah, I don't know what girls did. Lisa Frank? Could be. Second Lisa Frank reference Could be. on the pod. WNBA players? Cheryl Swoops? No, I do not remember girls giving me a... <laughs> uh, what, what's her name? Oh, she played for the LA Sparks. Lisa She's, Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Who played for the New York Liberty? It was Lisa... Lisa Lobo. Lobo. I almost th- thought... I was thinking of the pop singer, Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Yeah, Lobo. <laughs> Lobo. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Rebecca Lobo. You're right, Lisa Rebecca Lobo. You were merging the pop singers. Yeah, it's Rebecca Whoa. Lobo. Whoa, Pedersen. Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops, and then there was Cynthia Cooper. Yep, and Boy. Tina Thompson. The Houston Comets were loaded. They were actually loaded. Didn't they win like a they couple in a row? They three-peated. Yeah, they and were loaded. I think like they lost one and then won another one. They were like the OGs of the WNBA, too. Yeah, they until won like, four of the first five titles. And then like Chamika Holdsclaw came into the league in that yep. next generation. Yep. Yeah. Um. This is the longest conversation you've ever had about the WNBA? It's quite possibly, yes. <laughs> the longest WNBA conversation on a non-WNBA podcast <laughs> of all time. I just like that you and I rattled off about eight women's professional basketball yeah. players from the 90s. Hey. But no, I don't remember getting women's yeah. WN- like WNBA <laughs> Valentines from the girls in my class. <laughs> All right, I got one last day here. Okay, one last one. What do you got? Uh, Haven't spe- we been talking for like an hour about this? A little over an hour. Okay. This specifically was about high school. That first day back at school as a newly single man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. back on the market. All the, the rumors are going around. People uh, are starting to know that you're single again. Maybe you get to school and you break the news. You're, you're looking in the halls to see which girls are looking at you a little different, maybe. None of them probably cared at all. <laughs> But in your head, you thought they did. You're so that first, self-centered that you think they care. <laughs> that first day back. Is, and then you're like, just because we're just complete doofuses and horrible people when we're teenagers, you're trying to, your words, to not make mine. the ex-girl. True. <laughs> Me. You're trying to make the ex-girlfriend a little jealous. I had I broke up with a girl and was riding around with my friend and made him drive by her house like seven times when I knew she was outside like doing something in the yard just to like. So she'd have to keep seeing me after I broke up with her. That is... And she probably cried. That is so stupid. It is. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I'm a, a self-centered egomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> just okay. a terrible person. I dated a girl from another school, so we wouldn't have crossed paths when we broke up. Sure. Um, I think... Yeah, the first day back when you're newly single... Especially if people don't know the news. Like back in the 90s, yeah, you didn't have social media where you could change your relationship status and everybody yeah. would know. Or you couldn't just post a snap story that's like, single life, hit me up. Yep. So like until you told people, they didn't know. Yeah. You had to break the news. It was exciting to know that you knew and almost no one else did. It was exciting to have that news to break unless you were just completely crushed and heartbroken. Right. 
Yeah. I think the best move would be after you broke up with a girl to make her look good. Yeah. Don't do what I did. Yeah. Because you want to be the nice guy. You want want potential girls that might date you to go, oh, so if it doesn't work out, like he's not going to be crappy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Clearly, you did not do that. Nope. (laughs) 16-year-old Adam, real jerk. (laughs) Again, we're all happy that you've changed. (laughs) Yeah. How about I will give you the I will give you a, a a cousin of that day. Okay, I'm excited. When your crush shows up newly single. Oh. <laughs> when you're like, did you hear so and so broke up and then you start playing out in your mind like this is it. This is my time. Yep. This is where I swoop in. This is when she finally realizes that I've been the guy all along. Oh, Meanwhile, man. she's going What a rush. She's probably thinking I'm done with boys. I don't want I'm so sick yep. of them. It, but in your mind, it's because you've seen too many teen TV shows or movies where you like, the fog has been lifted. She now realizes, I've been right here under I'm her the nose one. the whole I'm time. I'm that nice guy, and I'm not going to finish last. Right. But she, you are not on her radar no. at all. Nope. But <laughs> hope springs eternal, and you can start with the scenarios in your head again <laughs> about how it's going to be different this time total bummer though when you find out she's still very much hung up on him yep and he broke up with her and she's pretty crushed about it and no she's not seeing you in a new in a new light like not worried about you you at all yeah ma'am but but man you felt like what it felt like was i'm trying to think of the sports equivalent you didn't think you were going to get possession of the ball back yeah and they they threw an interception. Yeah. And you've got... There's hope. Or you hit that foul ball pop-up, and it they drop it, and you're like, yes, new life. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. That's what it felt like. That's it the did. best thing I can equate it to. Man. Did you write notes to girls like, like you want to be the understanding guy who's, hey, sorry to hear. I'm there for you. You like you try to like get an in. I would, I would do that. I, I would not, I would write a note and leave I it in their locker. I do not remember being that guy. I'd write a note, leave it in their locker, and be like, "They're gonna think I'm so sweet." It's on now. Except you were probably putting yourself in the friends. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Been there a time or two. <laughs> yeah. um, I still, like we said in a previous pod, I still have a shoebox full of these notes, so I yes. can go back and look. Gosh, we got to read them sometime. I on don't a pod. think I was that guy. I mean. I don't remember being that guy with towards girls that I liked. I think you were more mature at a younger age than I was. I definitely was because I was the youngest, not only of my family, but of my entire side of the family. So I was always around older people. So I think that did mature me a little bit. I loved. I, so from between eighth grade to freshman year, I had a growth spurt. It was like really start hit the weights. From when? Between eighth grade and freshman year. Okay growth spurt was starting to hit the weights all of a sudden like things just clicked and i like got way better at sports and that's where that's where my confidence came in i loved i loved still like to flirt i love to just be a flirt to you liked flirting to songs though i did i liked flirting <laughs> to songs man it's too bad i didn't have a, a smartphone with spotify on it my game would have been sick yeah. walk up to talk to a girl with a song on not <laughs> not good at all actually <laughs> And you would be uh. like, hey, I heard you and your boyfriend broke up. I'm here for you. Yep. And then turn on. 
Baby, 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 baby. <laughs> All my life. Casey I and you JoJo. you weren't going to sing on the podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, some stuff that was on this list I saw that we didn't go over. There was, there was uh, two things that we didn't go over that were on this list. They said school concert day. I thought that was lame. I the school concert was something I had to get through. I was in many concerts, loved them. They're always in the evening, but it wasn't like a exciting day. No, something to look forward to. Did not enjoy those. And last but not least on this list that we haven't talked about, field day. What were I, your thoughts on field? Day? I don't think we had one. Really? No, I don't think we did. Field day was real love hate for me because I was a little pudgy kid, was really slow, and got absolutely dusted in races. Okay, but then. I was also really, I was also really strong for my age as a little kid. Had a great arm, and I never ever lost a softball throw. Dominated the softball throw, just launched that baby. Also, never lost the shoe kick. First place. They're undefeated. still doing this, by the way. The shoe yeah. kick is still a thing. Shoe kick. I mean, I went on to be an uh, all district kicker in high school. Had the golden toe. <laughs> had the leg strength. Shoe kick, softball throw. Awesome at. Well, then when it came to racing, terrible. So I'd be sitting in the stands. Looking at my last place ribbons, telling myself I suck, and my mom's trying to like pro- like say, uh, she probably wanted to say stop being an idiot because I ha- also had two blue ribbon first place ribbons. We didn't do field day because our elementary was in Granger and there was no track in Granger. Hmm. Tough. So I don't remember us ever doing a field day. I remember presidential fitness test day. I do. Remember yeah, we that. never did that. The old, Wait, yeah, we did the old V sit. Yeah, just oh. Worst stretch ever. V sit reach, pro agility, <clears throat> the doing the pull ups, pull ups, which was just yep, humiliating that. in front of the girls <clears throat> because you couldn't do them. Yep. I and think then I there got was one. like the weird skinny kid in your class that was strangely strong and would Chad. bang out like twenty five. His <laughs> name was like Brent, and you're always like, Brent doesn't even play sports. Nope. But Brent. he's wiry and he has like a rat tail and he Brent. just bang out like twenty five. And you're like, Brent sits across the street smoking cigarettes. <laughs> ripping heaters but he's like weirdly strong with upper body strength gosh if we could just get him to apply himself for football it could be a great time or wrestling or something yeah, yeah. and then uh the running the mile oh and yeah my I do goal remember was that. always just don't stop running see if you can do it all without walking yeah yeah so um how about your birthday Ooh, birthday was a big day I never got to experience it because I was born on Thanksgiving. So, like, yeah. every year was, like, Thanksgiving break, it felt like. Birthday party day was also love-hate because I the February 23rd curse is real. What's that? I have had so many birthday parties canceled because of ice storms and oh, winter storms. Yeah. And now it's happening. My nephew shares the same birthday as me. Uh-huh. It's happening to my nephew now. Well, cry I me a river. Ba- I feel bad I was born kid. on Thanksgiving. I never got to have... Like, Your birthday is Thanksgiving Day. I was Wait. born on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving it changes every year. Wow. But the, but I am stupid. <laughs> the day I was born, though, was Thanksgiving. My point is, it always fell on that like... Yeah, you weren't ever in school, probably. Rarely. Rarely was I in school. And to this day, rarely am I in school on my birthday. Yeah. Um, the only thing worse is having like your birthday like December 29th or something where you're never going to be in school. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of days showing up to school on my birthday. Um, we used to do this thing. And, Always and, had great food on your birthday. Yes, right. And then anytime they would wheel in the TV cart. Golden. And you're like, this is going to be a sweet afternoon. Golden. Because they would combine our two classes together. And if like your girl was in that class, <clears throat> you could like she'd come sit by you during the film. 
And again, it always Amazing. felt like aliens from another planet were visiting when the other class would walk into your classroom because they're this was weird. This is not yeah. their classroom and they're on your turf. Or if you had to go to their room, it was always weird. Like, wow, they have different bulletin boards in here. And yeah, that was weird. You felt really weird. out of place. Yeah. And you were hoping that you were just hoping some kid in that class would be like, hey, Ryan, come sit over here. Otherwise, you were like, I, I don't know where to sit. and Nobody <laughs> wants me to sit by him. And this sucks. And this is weird. And I want to go home to my own classroom. <laughs> I just thought of something. Talking about field day. And, and related to what you said, how first day of school, you find out who is in your class. For our field day, the last event always for all the classes was a four-by-one relay. Okay. Two guys, two girls. So you had to have the two fastest guys, two fastest girls. Major bragging rights if your class won the four-by-one. How did you get picked? Uh, I think that the teachers, we would there would be a day where they actually like went outside and like raced to determine who were the fastest ones. And so I remember there was one year where uh, I saw the class list and I was like, well, we're hosed. Terrible. <laughs> Didn't look forward to it. But then as this, but then. Uh, Did you like our, improve in your speed? Our pastor's son had moved in. Didn't know he was a speed demon. Great athlete. Joel? Yeah. Was okay. in our class. Super fast. And so then I was like, okay, we got a shot. And then some other kids over the summer and stuff, a little more athletic, got a lot faster. And so I felt like I was playing like third grade gm i was like priding myself i was like these guys think they're gonna smoke us but i'm seeing his twitch factor i'm <laughs> seeing his speed i think we got a chance we they thought they were gonna smoke us we pulled a big time upset in one third grade four by one great great memory still talked about to this day yep i was crazy fast in elementary and then got super slow when i hit puberty me and my friend daniel were the two fastest kids in our grade dang i went opposite we were so fast and so good at football, we were not allowed to be on the same team at recess. We were both quarterbacks for our two teams. And then we hit puberty, and I became nowhere near the athlete. Daniel went on to run track at University of Iowa. Life is okay, so it didn't happen to him. <laughs> and I developed the worst, tightest hamstrings of all time <laughs> and was very slow. Which everyone listening to this knows. Yeah, I was very slow. But I look back, and I'm like, boy... This is why you don't count your chickens before they hatch with kids in sports. Yep. People probably like, that Burkhart kid, he's going to be a 100-meter dash star. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. It's like, nope. I was just a second baseman. Whatever happened to that Burkhart kid? He got really into baseball. <laughs> he got real slow, <laughs> and it took him a long time to lose the baby fat once puberty <laughs> hit. No explosives. Uh, well, that was great. For those of you out there listening, I know you're probably taking a trip down memory lane with us. The nostalgia is hitting in the feels. Let us know on social media if we missed any days. I will post our days so you guys can comment, relate, um, share some with uh, with us. Can't talk. Share some with us (laughs) if you would like. And uh, just remember the good old days. Wow. (laughs) All right. That was episode... 72 the back roads and bonfires podcast we'll catch you next time uh hot hot there it is